Govs Nation. You're listening to the PCAST. I'm Casey Kricker. He is Alex Allen. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast that's been all over the place in the past month. Alex, how are you now? Good, and you? Ah, not so bad. Glad you're back here, and I don't have to have a fill-in sub who's glad, not as good as you at this. Glad to be back, and thank you. That might be the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Yeah, don't get used to it. Uh, we still don't have a sponsor for the for the beginning of the PCAST. Mm-hmm. So, hey, are you a loyal listener listening to this PCAST right now? You should call Parker Phillips, 615-586-4340, or send him an email at pphillips at sseLLC.com. Uh, or you can DM me on Twitter, send me an email. Get I can help you get in touch with Parker. But if you want to sponsor this PCAST, you let us know. Yeah, come come sponsor the PCAST. The come world's s- number one Austin P-Sports The number podcast. one Austin P-Sports podcast in the world, by the world, for the world, of the world. <laughs> uh, Alex? Yes, Casey. It's baseball season. Oh, is it? Uh, for I some teams. And... Other news, the Cincinnati Reds are the worst team in the history of sports. <laughs> is is that like factual or is that just you being a Reds fan and hating watching your team? They're 3-22. and 22. Maybe uh, they're 3-21 and 21 and they are currently losing as we speak. Oh, 8-5 to five to the Brewers okay. in the 8th. So they are very dangerously close to 3-22. and 22. Well, They uh, will not win. They were on pace to win like 21 baseball games last night at the math. Nice. 21 out of 162. Yeah. That's not good. That's not good at all. Uh, uh, it's bad. Sucks. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming this stems from them not wanting to spend money in the offseason like we talked about. Yeah, it's a serious problem. You know, not yeah. having good baseball players. Yeah. And then when uh, you don't have very many good baseball players, and then the ones you have get hurt, mm-hmm. you have even worse baseball players. And the Reds lineup today could pass as a triple-A lineup with, like, two guys doing rehab games in the minor leagues. That's bad. Me and Colby were talking about who's the Reds' all-star representative right now, and I said that... uh, Do you have to have an all-star representative? You do have to have an all-star representative. Each team has one all-star at least every year. And I said (laughs) it comes down to whoever plays the most games between Jonathan India and Tyler Stevenson. And he said, this is the darkest timeline imaginable. (laughs) And I said, Tyler Malley, question mark. And he goes, sir, the children, please. (laughs) So... The, our final conclusion was maybe they give Joey Votto one, even though he's having a terrible season, mm-hmm. uh, just because all the years the National League was so loaded at first base that he d- maybe didn't get on when he should have. But who knows? It's bad. It's quite bad. They're they're terrible. It can't get worse, though, can it? They're 3-22. and 22. It can't it get can, better. It can get better. They, they can win one game, and it would be a whole lot better. But so here's the crazy thing. Okay. Two of their three wins came in the first four games of the year. Jesus. So they are one and... 20 cents then. Go Reds. Go Reds. Nope. (laughs) Where are we going to go? That's the question. Where are we going to go? Uh, They're not going to move the Reds. That'll be another team. Um, The NFL draft was last week, Alex. It sure was. And the Colts did great. You know who did better? Not the Titans. The Titans. No, the Giants won the draft, and it wasn't the Titans. The Giants did have a good year. So did the Jets. Well, the Giants were doing great with Kayvon Thibodeau, the best defensive lineman at five. And then Evan Neal, the best offensive tackle at eight. Yeah. So that's a pretty good start. Shout out to the Jaguars for picking the third best player at his position drafted in the top five. Mm -hmm. It's a very Jaguars thing to do. Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson, no thank you. Kayvon Thibodeau, no thank you. We want Trayvon Walker. Sure. I I don't understand that. Not even a little bit. Honestly, I don't think Hutchinson's going to be very good. I'd rather have Kayvon Thibodeau. In in a heartbeat. Like, I mean, everybody's known about him since he came out of high school. Because, like, he was, like, the number one player in this draft. Like, one of the biggest high school prospects of all time. He went to Oregon, had an amazing career. And I I think he's going to be great. According to Colby, the knock on Thibodeau is that enough people think he doesn't care about football enough. Mm -hmm. And now, to quote Colby Wilson, he's got Randy Moss speed and uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo's wingspan. I'll overlook the barely caring about football. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's where I'm at. He's going to be great. At least I hope he is. I don't hope he is because he plays for the Giants. You know the biggest steal of the draft? Probably Alec Pierce at 53 to the Colts. No, no. It's Malik Willis. Future franchise quarterback of the Tennessee Titans in the third round. That's fun. You can talk yourself into that one. I believe. Like, I don't think – I think he he might appear in, like, five or six games this year, you know, like, in garbage time or whatever. But come next year, whenever we can cut Tannehill for, like, half the price as we could this year – Malik Willis, QB one, full faith. Him and Traylon Burks, going to be the best wide receiver quarterback duo in the NFL. That's my piece. You're already saying Burks is better than Michael Pittman Jr. too, which is disgusting <laughs> and wrong. 
he's the best. He's the best wide receiver in the AFC South. That's just not true because Michael Pittman is still alive. Who? Calm, <laughs> calm down. Let's have your running back play more than eight games this year. Okay. 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 It's fine. You guys just handed the Colts to the AFC South on a platter. No, we did not. On a platter. Because you know what they say about having two quarterbacks? What? You don't have one. Okay. You got me? Um, I still I still have no faith in Ryan Tannehill. I still exactly. Think he, I, so as soon as he's bad, you Titans fans are going to call for Malik Willis, who's also not see, ready. See, and then, boom, the Titans are like 7-9. and nine. See, that's not my thing, though. Like, my thing is, like, I know Ryan Tannehill is a mediocre quarterback. But I also don't want Malik Willis to be like pushing into the as QB one his rookie year. You mean just like you guys are gonna do? Probably, honestly. But I really hope not because like I'm the type of person like let the quarterback sit behind, like let him learn, do all this other kind of stuff. Because the thing with Malik, he's a really raw quarterback. Like I think he has a huge ceiling. But I mean, you know, he's coming from Liberty, so he's not quite ready yet. Hey, I okay, okay. I'm not hating on Liberty. No bashing of the Liberty Flames Absolutely. on this podcast. Flame as on. A proud alumni fights you. And as a person who will be going. Liberty virtually, so, but still, um, he has a really high ceiling. He's not quite there yet, but I have faith. I'm all for it. Rise with us, flame on, whatever Liberty's hashtags are. That's all I have on the draft. How about you? <laughs> to Austin P Sports we go. Uh, we talked about it uh, during last week's episode, but now we have final scores, so we're going to talk about it some more. The Austin P men's golf team finished in sixth place at the OVC Championship with a team score of nine. 12 over three rounds. Adam Van Raden led the way with a 10th place finish. He shot a 224. Reese Britt shot a 229. He finished in 17th. Mike Nicely was T20 with a 230. Chase Cordy rounded out his collegiate career with a T28 and a 234 three-round score. And then Payne Elkins shot a 236. He finished tied for 31st in his first ever OVC Men's Golf Championship. So, uh, round of applause. Nice golf clap for those guys on a, on a good season. Nowhere to go but up in the A-Sun. Exactly. Uh, to the baseball field. To the baseball field. Five games since we last recorded one of these podcasts. Uh, the Govs started that with a 5-3 to three win against North Alabama right here at Raymond Seaham Park. Congrats to interim head coach Trevor Fitz on his first career win. And congrats to catcher Tyler Cotto, who made his pitching debut and got the win on the mound for the Governors. Uh, the Govs trailed 3-1 to one in that one before they scored four unanswered to win 5-3. to three. Jack Alexander, John McDonald, Harrison Brown, TJ Foreman all drove in runs during the Govs' 4 to nothing run. And Kyler, Tyler Cotto... Through a perfect seventh inning, striking out two of the first three batters he faced in his first ever collegiate pitching. How about that? Yeah. That's not bad. That's pretty not, He throws hard. Yeah. So, you know, get him out there. See what happens. Exactly. Uh, since then, the Govs dropped a 16-day decision against Bellarmine during the midweek and got swept by Toledo on the road. Cotto had two hits and two RBIs against Bellarmine. Good week for him. He's kind of doing it all. Yeah, a little bit. And then the, and he caught the game, too. People forget that. <clears throat> then in the finale against Toledo, Ty Delancey drove in four runs on two hits, including a two-run homer, the seventh thing that brought the Govs back within one run, but they were unable to erase the five-run deficit and fell to the Rockets in the finale. So that's it with the non-conference. All, yep. all OVC play the rest of the way. Yep. You ready so, for baseball? I am ready for baseball. You, you excited? I'm very excited. Would you like to talk about the softball that happened yes. as this week as well, Alex? I am. Specifically the, uh, the sweeping of the MU Star Star AY Racers. Yeah, so uh, softball swept the team from Callaway County. <clears throat> um, first game, they won 2-1. to one. Harley Mullins, complete game. Complete game. She's been she's been on a heater as of late. Yeah, she's she's been, been playing really she's well. She's been hot. She's been firing it in there. Exactly. And, and right in the right time of the season, too, you know, yeah, heading you, down the stretch. Yeah, you can pitch your way to a title now. You sure can. Um, in the second game, the Govs won 4-3. to three. Jordan Benefield had a complete game in eight innings. Yeah, that's eight-inning complete eight game. Excuse you. Yes. Um, and then Megan Hodum had three hits in it. Osowski <clears throat> drove in a run, and Kylie Campbell drove in two in the first. Uh, and then the team from Callaway County scored three runs in the sixth to tie it. They scored two, yeah, no, three. My bad. I, did, I thought I did my math wrong there. Oh, you're good. And then it was Lexi Owowski, oh. who had a walk, walk-off walk single in the eighth. Lexi Owowski she's strikes She's such again. a good player, and she's such a good hitter, and I just I just don't like the nickname. Come up with something better. I don't. Does she need a nickname? No, but Lexi Owowski is good. Shout out to Aaron White, you know, marketing intern who came up with that in the press box. <laughs> Shout out to Aaron for Lexi Owowski. And I've been rolling with it. Every single time I can use that on Twitter or whatever, it, I think the fans like it. Casey, that's what really matters. If the fans like it, I will support it, but I will not like it. Yeah. Fair. Understandable. 
Um, and then after that sweep of the team from Callaway County, the Govs dropped a series against UT Martin. The Skyhawks won the first game 9-1, to and then the second game 5 to nothing. Um, and then the Govs salvaged uh, the second game, or the third game, with a 5-3 five, five to three win in 10, in 10 innings. So we're kind of going out with the whole uh, extra innings thing with softball here lately. Yeah, a 10-inning softball game. That's a long one. Yeah, three extra innings. Um, Mia Clark and Morgan Zugi each drove in a run in the 10th. Is it pronounced Zugi? It's Zugi. I would have said Zuge. See, that's what I thought at first, but like I did PA for one of the games, and it was just like, Zugi, it's got to be the greatest last name that we have. I, I like it better that it's Zugi. Me too. It, it doesn't look like it, though. It sounds cooler than Zuge. Zuge. Speaking of PA, uh, I'll be showing off the golden pipes at uh, baseball tomorrow, so come down to Ramsey Are Park. Are really? Listen, yeah, on the, the vocal stylings of, of well, one Casey Krieger. I will tell you where I will not be there. tomorrow afternoon. It's yeah, like, it's probably a good call. Probably. But, yeah, so in that, in that game against UT Martin that the Govs won, Benefield threw eight and 8.1 innings, and Mullins threw a scoreless one and two-thirds to close it out. So big win. Big win. Um, yeah, good week for the Govs. You like it any time you can beat UT Martin, especially in uh, 10 innings on their own field. Exactly. Beach Volleyball did not have the best trip to the OBC Beach Volleyball Championship in Moorhead, Kentucky. Wasn't the best. Uh, not the best. Govs fell to Chattanooga 3-2 to in the quarterfinals. They then rallied to beat Eastern Illinois 5 to nothing that same night in an elimination match. Uh, the next morning they played the first match of the day against Moorhead State. Uh, the Govs fell 4-1 to to the Eagles. They dropped the four number four and number five matches. And then with the final three matches left on the sand, the Govs had to win all three. The first two both forced three sets after dropping the first set. They were both down one to nothing, bowed back to get to the third. Moorhead won both of those matches in three sets, though. Uh, Brooke Moore and Michaela Powell got the only point for the Governors in the number two match. So Brooke Moore and Michaela Powell extending records with that win. They are the single-season winningest duo in program history, and Brooke it. Moore is the winningest player in program history, extending that career record with that last win. Just one more right on top yep. for the Austin P. Legends Award winner, Brooke Moore. There we go. Uh, shall we go to the track and field? Let's. Austin P. started off the um, – what meet were they at? It was the Music City um, – Yeah. Music City Invitational. It was Vanderbilt's Music City Invitational, yep. Austin B. started off with a school record performance from senior quarterback Daniel in the discus. Uh, she finished sixth in the event, but the re- mark of 46.39 broke the school record of 44.35 held by Tallini Davis at the Emory Classic in 1997. McDaniel broke the 25-year-old school record by 2.58 meters on her final throw. That's a lot. Two, that seems two, like a lot to that me. That is quite a bit in like, an event like that. We're sitting at a table, and I feel like this table is two and a half meters long. Yeah, pretty much. That's like what? That's like because a, me- like a meter a is close to a yard. Yeah, so it's right? like two. Yeah, this is like. Yeah, oh, this yeah. It, it's longer than this table. That's a lot. That is quite a bit. That's an impressive little toss there. And that, that was a school record at one point, and she broke it by that. That just crushed it. Twenty-five years. Twenty-five years. Twenty-five years. Uh, McDaniel entered the record books again on day two of the Music City Challenge in the shot put. Uh, she finished tenth in the event with a mark of fourteen point one zero meters, but her. 14.10 meter throw was the third farthest mark in school history. She now has the second and third best shot put throws in program history. So a good week for Corey McDaniel. Quite a good week. Doesn't get much better. Uh, also entering the record books, not like for the first time or the last time, Kenesha Phillips in the 100 meter dash. She finished third with a time of 11.54. The time was the second fastest in school history and just missed the school record by, hear this one, Alex, 0.03. So three hundredths of a second. Three hundredths of a second. Uh, No worries. Senior Michaela Smith, she also got in the record book in the 800-meter dash, running a career-best time of 2.08.59 to finish fifth. It was the eighth-fastest time in school history. Congrats to Mickey. Yeah. She's had a really good year, too. They're fast. They are very fast. Watch out for the Govs. Uh, The Govs did win an event at the Music City Challenge as well in the 4x400-meter relay. The team of Kyra Wilder, Lauren Lewis, Michaela Smith, and Kenesha Phillips finished with a time of 3.40.19, finishing ahead of the Ohio Valley Conference foes, Murray State, and then they also beat Arkansas State, Vanderbilt, and Lipscomb. The time mark, the second fastest mark in program history. And it was just three seconds off the school record. Jeez. Watch out. Things in danger at the OVC Championship. It really is. I made a couple of other PRs for the Govs. Mm-hmm. Uh, 400-meter hurdles. Freshman Maddie Walsh placed 10th in the event with a career-best 105.06. And then for the second week in a row, senior Sarah Martin collected a best time in the 1,500-meter run. She finished 15th with a career-best 448.48, improving her career-best from last week by not one second, but two. Not bad. Not, Not bad. too shabby. Alex, there was yeah. some tennising that happened. Yes, there was. And I would like to hear all about yeah. it. 
So uh, men's tennis was in the OVC championship last, oh, it would have been a Friday. Um, the men, men's tennis fell to Eastern Illinois in the first round, four to two. Um, I mean, honestly, to go over that match, it was, you drop the doubles point, you're looking up. Um, Eastern Illinois is a team that always has a chip on their shoulder. They definitely came out with that. Um, Frederick Schlossman, first team all OVC, he won, he won his match. And then Giovanni Bacchese, the freshman, Oh, no, excuse me. Um, Giovanni did not win his. Um, Tom Bolton, the other freshman, won his. Goes fall forward to two. I mean, it's not really how you want to go out. You definitely wanted to be that Eastern Illinois team. Just couldn't get it done. Um, still, good season for the Govs. Um, you know, two seniors, Oliver Anderson, Anton Damberg, had career years. You know, finisher also be career strong. So, Won a lot of uh, weekly awards. Yeah, they did. Um, so Anton won. Set some records. Yeah, quite a bit. So it was Anton won doubles team of the week alongside Freddie from playing the number one doubles position. He, they won it three times this, this year. Anton also won his first career player of the week in the first week of the season. Um, and that puts Anton as second all-time in program history in weekly awards behind only Freddie, who won player of the week this year, also won it last year, and then had three doubles teams a week. So it was, a, it was a good year for the Govs. I mean, you know, season didn't end the way you want it, but a lot of highlights. A lot of highlights. Hey, that's what you'll take. Exactly. Enlighten us on the women's OVC tournament, Alex. Well, um, <clears throat> so the women, they started out with playing in the semifinals. They played Murray State, who beat SIUE the day before in the first round. That one, that was probably one of the most interesting matches I've ever seen. Because I know you like you covered women's tennis last year, so you were there for the Southeast Missouri Championship when we were down three to one. The comeback, the comeback, um, and it was honestly the exact same. Um, maybe not position wise. No, because we we lost a doubles point. Right, and, uh, this is true. Um, but yeah, it was we were down three to one at one point, and it was like we had like five and six. So Alex Topalovich and uh, Yuha Chang, Joyce, were playing. And then I want to say it was Yana, and it was like, you know, you're down three to one. You know, like, yes, Alex and Joyce have had great years, but it's like, ooh. Like, it was super close at one point, and you were like, you know, if you drop one of these matches, you're out. And you're out in the semifinals as the regular season champions. That doesn't look good. Also, you're going up against Murray State in the last time you two are going to be facing each other as conference rivals. But, like, you could just see, like, I, I saw Ross Brown. He was – out over there coaching Yana, and it was just like, you know, we, we can't lose this. Like, you know, keep on fighting. And then you had Maria Sorbella Morrison, the associate head coach, on the other end, and they were like, guys. Like, like you could tell. Like, they're not telling them that the other players already lost, but, you know, coaching with intensity and stuff. And every single point, it was just like, you know, like Yana was like, ah, you know, same with like Alex and, you know, Joyce. Um, so you pick, up, you pick up those next two matches, and then it was Joyce, freshman, Really, like, honestly, one of the most quiet people I've ever met in my life. And she was the only one playing left. Um, and she was playing this girl from Murray who was pretty good, honestly. And, um, you know, came down to the very last set or very last game, and she picked it up, and you just hear Joyce just like, ah! And I'm like, I've never heard this girl yell before. Um, so you complete the comeback. You beat Murray State. Felt pretty good. Go to the championship for the fourth straight year. That's four um, in a row. That's four in a row. It's the only time that's happened in program history. So Is um, anybody else even trying? No, of course not. Okay. Um, well. Semo might be Semo might be. But, so the guys go to the championship match. Um, looked really good in doubles. Uh, we won, won the, doubles. the doubles point. We won the doubles point against Semo. Um, singles didn't go very well. No. Um, we dropped the first four singles points, lost the match. And I was talking to Fabi, Fabian Schmidt, a Fabian Schmidt a tennis alum from last year. And she was like, it's exactly how it was last year. Because you got to remember, you know, SEMO beat us in the regular season, and we beat them in the championship. Mm -hmm. And then this year, we beat SEMO in the regular season. We beat SEMO in the regular season, and they beat us in the championship, championship. As, as we were the regular season champions. And it was just, you know. The same with Beach. Yeah, <laughs> it was, wasn't it? But, um, but no, it was, it was a great season. This is definitely, I mean, you know, it sucked in the moment, but, you know, looking back on it, you know, you've got somebody like Denise coming back. you got Yana coming back, um, Joyce. You got a whole, you got a, some really good freshmen coming in too. So, you know, it's okay. Good news. See where it goes. Exactly. Especially in the ASON and Ross Brown, I trust. Do you have anything else to add on anything that has happened? 
I don't think so. I think I said enough about tennis. Oh, all right. Well, that's all for, of us for now. So we're going to take a break. And I'll be right back with Trey Goodman of the Austin B football team right after this. on the PCAST. He just finished his freshman season at Austin P. It's Trey Goodman from the football team. Trey, how are you doing today? How's it going, people? I'm doing well, doing well. Good to be here. Trey, you're back at home, right? Yes, sir. We're doing one of these on Zoom for the first time in like two years. Hasn't, haven't done that in a while. We got away from that. Uh, yeah. Your first season at Austin P. your first year of college, how'd that go? It was good. It was good. It was definitely a learning experience, you know. Um, there are some things that I gathered from the season on and off the field, you know. But I'm um, looking forward to a sophomore year and uh, should be a lot of improvement and uh, should be good. You just finished up finals, right? I did. I did. Yes, sir. How, how did how did those go? I guess it was your second time doing them, but. Yeah, def- I mean, they went better than the first semester. They went better the first semester. It went really well, actually, this year. So you had an idea of what was right. going on this time through, right? Yeah. Yeah. We learn with experience. So that's right. All right. Let's start with football because you're a football player. So I see no better place to start. You played sure. wide receiver at Norcross High School. You led the Blue Devils to the Georgia Class 7A state semifinals as a senior. Caught 42 passes, 801 yards, 12 touchdowns. You were an all-region selection. Uh, that's a pretty good career as a receiver. The crazy thing is you started as a quarterback. I did. I did. So I played quarterback up until um, about 75% of the way through my junior season. So my senior year was my first full season as a receiver. I mean, my freshman year in college was, I mean, my second year. So the transition, I mean, it was definitely hard and recruiting was difficult too. But, you know, having that versatility kind of gives me an edge, you know, knowing how to get open, knowing how to move and knowing how to be where the quarterback wants me to be, being a former quarterback and understanding concepts and those sorts of things. What kind of player were you as a quarterback? Um, I was predominantly a passer, pocket passer, but – I had the ability to move when I needed to. So I guess dual threat. What, what led to the switch? Um, so I actually won the starting job. I, I transferred to Norcross from Lakeside High School, my first high school. And I won the starting job. And uh, I played, I mean, I, I played in the first game of season. I started, I played decent. It was okay. But it wasn't my best performance. And I got benched after that. And from there on out, I didn't touch the field for, I think it was like three straight games. And so I texted my, or I didn't text my coach. I, I contacted the coach that recruited me to Norcross. And I was just like, I was, I mean, as humbly as possible, I was like, I was way too much talent to be on the bench. And so I asked him and he was like, well, I mean, if, if you were willing to move and learn a new position, then so be it, go for it. And I took that and I ran with it and brought me here. Do you think the switch helped you get to the next level? I do. I do. <clears throat> I feel like I, could, I feel like I still could play quarterback in the next level. Maybe not, you know, as somewhere as big as Austin P, but I think I'd have that opportunity. I still believe I have that talent. Yes. So you talked about you already said it. You're versatile. You do everything as a receiver at Austin P. Return kicks and punts. You're the holder. Have you ever been a holder before? Yeah, I actually was the holder in high school, too. We had a couple of trick plays up our sleeve there, too. What does your versatility as a holder, you think, do to other teams? Because they know that, that, keeps hey, them that on guy, toes. yeah, that guy can run the ball. That guy can get up and throw the ball. He can do a little yeah. bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely does. It definitely does with their defense. I mean, because sometimes people have a different, you know, kick block team than a defense. You know, it's just people that can get back there, whereas people that can cover and move around. So just being able to stand up, throw the ball, run, read it, hand it off to whatever great back that we have behind me. You know, so, I mean, it just gives us a lot of options and it makes the defense, you know, it keeps them on their toes for sure. You're going to steal some points back there at some point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Give me your evaluation of your first college season. What's the transition been like for you? What was the hardest part? Kind of talk about that stuff. So the hardest part for me 
I would say was probably just getting acclimated in general, you know, because as much as people say they might be ready for college, you never are truly ready until you get there and experience it. So, I mean, it was definitely an adjustment, but just learning, learning, you know, <clears throat> learning the game in a more advanced way, learning defenses, um, learning more of receiver, because like I said, this is only my second year. So just different techniques and a way to move my body that'll get me more open. And obviously, of course, just getting bigger, faster, stronger, you know, playing against older people, playing against real grown men. And that's something that uh, it's not easy, but, you know, the ones that perform in the fire are the ones that, you know, excel. So I would say that just, just learning how to be a division one receiver. So. Where do you so see yourself being like the most dangerous? Is it in? special teams return game? Is it on the field as a receiver? Is it as that kind of just nobody knows what you're going to do, holder role? Most dangerous? Um, I mean, I couldn't pick one. When I'm between those white lines, I feel like I'm most dangerous. So You're just a ball player. Yeah, I like to say so. All right, so I was scrolling through your Twitter before we got on here. You were recently put on scholarship, so congratulations. Thank you. What does that mean to you for the coaches? To It was after the season, right? Right. So after they saw you play for a year, said, we got to get this guy on scholarship. What does that mean to you? I mean, it was huge. It was, it was, I mean, just such a blessing. It's just one of the, one of the long lifetime goals of mine, just to, you know, not have to worry about tuition. And I'm appreciate, I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of the coaches for believing in me and seeing my talents and, you know, recognizing them and putting me on full scholarship. Uh, shout out to Coach Walden and all my coaches because, you know, it takes it takes village. And I'm sure that that was a conversation that went into the coaches room and they all had to agree on it. So I'm just really grateful and I appreciate it. So you just mentioned Coach Walden. You were one of his very first recruits when he got here. What's it like playing for him? Oh, man, it's awesome. He's so electrifying. He's so electrifying. And, and with him being young, you feel like you can relate to him a lot more. <clears throat> and when you have a coach that you can relate to, you it's kind of like um, I won't say like a sibling, but you you feel much closer to him. Like you really, you really play for them that much. And I, I just appreciate Coach Wad and his staff a lot. They do a lot for us. So last football question before we get into something else. What's the plan going into the A Sun next year? For me or for the team? For the, both. Let's hear, let's hear the plans. Um my plans personally, I mean, it's just to really just play football, do what I do. It should be a big year for me. Just looking forward to, you know, breaking out and showing people what I can do for real. And uh, looking forward to, you know, balling with my brothers, putting our name on the map for real this time. Perfect. So I know you did some other sports in high school. You ran track and field, right? Mm -hmm. Is there any other sports you played or is it just track and field? Yeah, I played baseball up until my junior year. I didn't play because uh, obviously to I took the spring to play seven on seven and get really into training and focus on getting good at receiver. But so I played baseball, baseball up until my junior year. What position did you play? Pretty much Sims football, wherever coach put me. You were just all you're just all over the place. Yeah, yeah. What's could you could you get out there and play for the Govs right now? I I think honestly, I I really think I could. I really think I could. And what's your, I was never what, what's, like a super I was never like a super strong hitter, but I was consistent. Like I would get on base. And once I got on base, then it was pretty much over with because still second, still third, you get a single, that's a run. So So you're a get on base and just use your kind of speed to get on, make right. some runs happen kind of guy. All right. Right. So that leads in the track and field. You you did the long jump, you ran the hundred, the two hundred, and the three hundred meter hurdles, right? Yes, sir. Which one of those events was your favorite or your best? The long jump. I love the long jump. That was probably the, my best and favorite dude, too. The 300 hurdles is tough. It is. It's tiring. You got to, that's, that's really a race. You got to learn how to run. People like my brother runs track and field. He runs the steeplechase. And people say that the 300 and the 400 hurdles and the steeplechase are the hardest events in track and field. Yeah. Yeah. It's no joke for real. How do those events and just track and field in general help you with football? Um, I would say long jump. I mean, it's just correlates completely to being a receiver. I mean, you know, running a route, you run full speed, 
and planting off one foot, going up and high pointing the ball and coming down with it. I mean, that's exactly what long jump is, just running full speed, taking off, getting some getting some air, getting some height, but also getting some distance and being able to, you know, sky over the defender and awesome. <laughs> that's right. All right. Yeah. So I want to just go completely away from sports now. Uh, you stole the show at Jock and Roll this year with your Michael Jackson performance. Yes, sir. Uh, so I guess my first question, who else was in the Jackson 5 with you? It was Jaheim Ward, freshman Jaheim Ward, uh, freshman Denver Parker, freshman Elon Ward, I mean, Elon McKenzie, and uh, sophomore Corey Chapman. Okay. How did that come to be? What happened? What led to this? So basically, we had plans. Uh, this is Jack, Jack and Roll was on that Thursday, I believe. Jock and Roll is our athletics talent show, if anybody doesn't know. Right. And on, I believe it was on that Thursday. And so Monday, uh, Miss Katie asked me if I wanted to do something. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do something. And so I started to round people up and I started to think of something to do. And my mind was just blank. And one of my friends, actually Noah Williams, he, he was like, y'all should lip sync. And I was like, huh, okay. And so I started thinking about it more and more. And it gets to Wednesday night. <laughs> And so we had we had lifts on Wednesday and I was just talking to Corey, Elon, Dip and, and, and Jaheim. And I was just like, I don't know what we're going to do yet, but I need y'all. And so once we actually finally got the idea together, we um, Wednesday night, we went to Castle Heights, went in one of the study rooms that had uh, it had glass, but it was it was reflective enough for us to use it as a mirror. And we made the choreography with the song and. There was. We practiced again uh, Thursday, right before Jack and Roll, about six o'clock, and then we went on stage and killed it. How late did that practice in Castle Heights go? On Wednesday, it was from probably about eight thirty to maybe ten, so an hour and a half. Uh, so you guys weren't up till the middle of the night doing it. No, no, we weren't. Whose idea was it? Was it all? Was it the Michael Jackson Jackson Five thing your idea? So the Jackson Five thing. Well, the lip syncing to Once You Back was Noah's thing, but the Jackson 5, I, I didn't want to do it all by myself. The Jackson 5 thing, yeah, it was my idea. And I know I wanted to involve other people. Like, I just didn't want to represent football by myself. And But the two songs after that uh, were my idea. I don't think I don't think the rest of the Jackson 5 actually knew I was going to do that until... That you were going to bust out and do Man in the Mirror? Right. I don't think they actually knew that until Thursday, maybe afternoon. So, but yeah. It was pretty, it was for the most part my idea. Had you ever done any performing on stage like that before? Yeah, I performed a lot in um in middle school with talent shows and even elementary school, just being like the MC of stuff or the host. And I mean, honestly, the stage is just really nothing new to me. You're just comfortable up there? Yeah, yeah. I like I mean, I like entertaining people, so I'm kind of just feel at peace at home. So I guess my last question about that is you were lip syncing. What if you would have actually had to go up there and sing? How would that have turned out? Um, it wouldn't have been as good, but the crowd would have been satisfied. Can you can you sing a little? Yeah, I like to sing. I, I can sing. I think I can sing pretty well. I like to think I can sing pretty well. Not well, nearly we as well as I can lip sync, but I can sing pretty well. We've got next year's performance ready. You're going to redo it, but you're going to do all the singing. Oh, yeah. We're already scheming up. You know. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about the ESPYs now. You stole the show again. Describe your <laughs> outfit to me. Okay. I had on a pair of red, they were sort of like, they were sort of like penny loafers, but they were, I had some red velvety shoes with, you know, like a floral design, black pants, red belt, black shirt, um, red bow tie. And I had this nice black jacket that had a red sort of sparkle to it. And it was a little bit iridescent, so if I moved, it was certain red in other places, mm -hmm. but it was black enough to tell that it was black. So, yeah, I got a lot of compliments on it, and I felt really fresh. Were you? I was backstage, so I did, I did not see everything. Were you in the ICS Fit contest? I wasn't. I wasn't. CJ, I believe there was only one uh, representative for each sport. So, CJ Evans, who looked really, really good. CJ Evans was the representative for football. Do you think it should have been you? Um, nah, if, if, if we had more than one representative for each sport, then I think I should have been top three for sure. But, but I like now, now's your time to complain to 
my friend Nathan who did all the picking for that award. So if you want to complain, this is your chance. <laughs> nah, man, I don't have any complaining to do. I'm just you look, for my sake, for my sake, I'm telling myself there's only one football representative. You looked good, and that's what matters. Um, yeah. So like I said, I was scrolling through your Thank Twitter you. before we got on here, and I saw your comment on the Michael B. Jordan orange juice post. And I wanted to tell yes. you that uh, I do agree that was that was a top tier 2K. Yes. 2K. Yeah. And people just don't get it. They don't. They don't get it. That was just it's been down. It's been downhill since time. then, I think. Yeah. It's it's oh yeah. It hasn't been the same. You play a lot of 2K. Um, I played a lot more park when I was younger, and I had the time throughout middle school and high school. But now it's just you know I just play competitive stuff with the boys in the dorms from time to time. Whenever they talk exactly. trash, they think they can beat me. That's how it is. Are you the best 2K player on the football team? No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even close. I just like to talk trash. You just like to talk trash and yeah. see what happens? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you have two siblings, right? I do. Taylor and Premier? Correct. Where do you fit age-wise in that uh, situation? I'm the youngest. I'm the baby. You are the baby. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what, is, what is being the youngest like? Uh, it's awesome because, I mean, everybody, I'm growing up here just like, oh, Trey, go because i'm the youngest but like it's still kind of that way but now that i'm getting older and everybody's starting to recognize that i can you know because your relationship with siblings when you're much younger is different from when you guys are both adults like we when you guys can be adults together that relationship is it's a different dynamic how much older are they my brother is eight years older than me and my sister is eight years older than my brother so so you really are the baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did everybody else play sports in the family? Uh, growing up, Taylor played baseball, football, and basketball. I think he only played football and basketball until, like, middle school. But he played baseball all throughout high school. Uh, are you the best athlete in the family still? Yes. I, I like, yes. I am. Not even close, right? Yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's me. Can't all wait right, on the so Kansas State game, so. Because oh, I've been having a lot of people, yeah, a lot of family asking, when can we see a game? When can we see a game? But all of our games are either in Kentucky or Tennessee, so it's, it's difficult for them. But 35 minutes right down the street, Kennesaw. So, How many people will you have to get tickets for for that game? I want to be nice and say 35 right now. So and that's right you, now. You've got that one circled, right? Yeah, yeah. Just can't wait for that one, man. <laughs> so your freshman year is over. So last thing, let's talk about that. What's one memory or one thing that you did that you just think back, man, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. What's like the coolest part of your freshman year? It would either be, that's a good question. It would either be performing at Jack and Roll or my first reception, my first collegiate reception versus Ole Miss. Who threw it? Sheldon Lehman. What was the, uh, do you remember when? Do you remember the, what it went for? Yep, it was, a, it was late. No, it was early in the fourth quarter. Uh, it, was a, it was a run pass option. I had a slant, a deep slant, five-step slant. I broke in. Sheldon hit me. Um, I caught it, and I broke one tackle, and I ran for 21 yards. So I had about I had about 10 yards of run after catch. So, Perfect. And it was a really surreal moment because after I got up, you know, hand the ball to the ref how we're supposed to, and over the big because you know their stadium is huge, over the the jumbotron and the in the speakers in the stadium, Sheldon Lehman to Trey Goodman with a 21 yard reception, first down Governors. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's that was cool. kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. You caught a touchdown too, right? I did. I caught a touchdown against Moorhead State. Do you have I the details did. on that one, just locked up too? Yeah, pretty much. So, Neyland, Neyland Jean, freshman quarterback, Neyland Jean actually threw me that ball. And we, like, Neyland and I's connection is just, it's just great. Just with us being friends off the field and our room is being right across the hallway from each other and just connecting, you know, in more than ways than just football. So it was it was a sort of a, a route where I make the decision what I'm going to run and I communicate with the quarterback. And he saw the defender's leverage and how he was lined up. And 
we both were on the same pace that I was going to run by him and run a, a go a go ball. And I got my release, ran my go route. And when I looked up, the ball was in the air and it was right around the goal line. You know, I timed up my jump well, went up, snatched it and took it off the defender's head and scored my first collegiate touchdown. There you go. I remember it. Yes, sir. Definitely. Right. That was a surreal moment, too. So pretty good freshman year then, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Always room for improvement, though. I'm looking forward to next year. All right. So let's talk about school for a second. What is your major? Kinesiology. Kinesiology. What's the plan with that? Or you when don't I'm have to know. You're a freshman still. Well, yeah. But, well, my plan right now is whenever, whatever football is over, because obviously I'm forever. I just think that because I love science and I love to, you know, think about why the body does what and all the behind the scenes when it comes to humans. But I think the easy way to incorporate science and stay around sports in the game of football is to get into, you know, physical therapy or maybe being a, an athletic trainer of that sort. So I just think that whenever football is over, that would be the path that I take and uh, it'll keep me around the game. So. Perfect. Uh, last question before we do our rapid fire questions. Why Austin P? Why Austin P? I hate to give the only credit to them, but mainly because of the coaching staff. Just, I mean, their energy is just unmatched, you know, and I never even visited here before I committed because of COVID. I didn't take any visits and I went on my official visit over Zoom, my Zoom visit. And they were telling me about the program, about Clarksville, about what they were trying to implement. And when we got off the call, it's just their energy. It just continued to radiate throughout the house. My parents were literally, I'm serious. My parents were literally grittying around the house, grittying <laughs> around the house. We're like, oh yeah, we love this coach staff. Let's do it. And I mean, my parents were behind me hundred percent. And they were so supportive of me. I was like, well, as long as they're in favor, then, you know, I'm with it. And so chose Austin P and I don't regret it at all. It's been everything that, you know, I've wanted to be and that they sold to me. So. Perfect. So we love to hear. Let's do these rapid fire questions. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. First question. What's your favorite word or saying? Favorite word or saying? Um, indubitably. Indubitably. I've never heard yeah. that one before. Yeah. Uh, what's the last book you read for fun? Um, it's called King. It's about uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. But uh, yeah, that's my book. Good book. What's your worst habit? Um, probably procrastination. Doing a lot of homework on Sunday? Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty common answer. Yeah. Uh, do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, what's one rule in any sport you would like to change or add? Oh, Coach Scott is going to hate me for this one. But 10 advisors. I think that we should be able to wear 10 advisors. You want a 10 advisor? Yes. Just got to look good, right? Yeah, I'm a big drip guy, so. <laughs> what app on your phone gets the most use? It's either TikTok or Instagram. Probably TikTok now. Pretty common answer. Yeah. What's the last gift you gave somebody? Um, the last gift, a bracelet. Okay. Uh, if we're casting a movie about yourself, who are you picking to play you? Who am I picking to play me? Mm, that's a good question. I know this supposed to be rapid fire, but I'm trying to think. <laughs> You're good. If I'm not choosing myself? If you're not choosing yourself. Okay. Because hmm. you're the best choice, obviously. Um, I think Will Smith might be a pretty good one. Will Smith? Maybe Denzel Washington. Denzel? Yeah. Both good, both good choices. Yeah. Uh, what's the most embarrassing song you love? The most embarrassing song that I love? Oof. Probably California Girls by Katy Perry. <laughs> if you could go to any concert, who would it be? Uh, J. Cole. J. Cole. What's one place in the world you want to visit the most? The most? 
Yep. Radiator Springs. Radiator Springs, like in Disneyland? No, the actual Radiator Springs. I believe it's there is, in Arizona. There is a real Radiator Springs in Arizona. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you're the first person to say that, but I think it's one of my favorite answers. Yeah, I love uh, Cars. is a good movie. It is. It is. We got to get you Lightning McQueen Lightning Bolt on your tin advisor. Ooh. Ooh. You're on to something now. You're on to something. <laughs> if you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Mm. Any three people ever? Any three people ever. Okay. I'd probably say Dr. King. Okay. Mm. Gabriella Union. Dr. King, Gabriella Union. And Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, Dr. King, Gabriella Union. Perfect. Uh, who or what inspires you? Uh, my parents. My parents, yeah. They definitely inspire me because they work hard for me. They sacrifice for me to get me to the point that I'm at. So they inspire me just to keep going and work harder. Cool. What advice would you give to your younger self? Do the work now. Just get it done. Yeah. Because I put it off a lot. Hey, you get it done. That's what matters. Last question comes from our last guest, Kirsten Monk. She wants to know, because she moved a lot when she was growing up, where would you grow up if you had the choice? I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't change right it a bit. Atlanta, Georgia. Easy enough. Yes, right. You actually get to ask the question to our guest next week. What do you want to ask on next week's Speak Ask? Hmm. If you had to live anybody else's life, who would it be? If you had to live anybody else's life, whose life would it be? Yep. Cool. Trey, I appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast. Uh, Enjoy the summer. Enjoy some time with family. Get some time to relax because, you know, we're going to be right back here with the next season before you know it. Uh, Thanks again. We'll be right back with the PCAST right after this. Thank you. Another big thank you to Trey Goodman of the Austin P football team for taking some time to hop on a Zoom because, you know, back home, that's going to happen now since yep. everybody's starting to head back home. Yeah, everybody's, everybody's getting out of town. Uh, glad to talk to him. Can't wait to see him back here with the rest of the team for uh, practice when it starts this summer. Yeah. It's getting getting close. It's about to be, it's gonna be football time before we know it, it's Alex. right around the corner. Right, right really around the corner. You know what? It is literally around the corner. What's that? Graduation. It's graduation time. It sure is. So uh, hit the graduation mark. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. You know who is graduating, Alex? Uh, Cole. Our friend Cole Langford's Cole graduating. He's getting his master's. How about that? Good for Cole. You know who else is graduating? Um, a lot of student athletes. I know a lot of student athletes are graduating. A lot of student athletes are graduating. Congratulations yeah. to them. Alex, is there anybody else <laughs> that might be graduating? I, are you? I'm are, not. Are you I've done that degree? twice. Okay. I, I'm, not, I'm not getting the doctorate, as right now at least. You don't think you could do it? Could I you, could. Could you, could you do it? Oh, I could get a doctor. Okay. And I'd make you all call me Dr. Craig. No, not in a million years. You would. Uh, no. I hear you're graduating. I sure am. Uh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. What's Thank your graduating degree in? Uh, sports communication. Sports communications. Yeah, Alex. Yeah, because like, you know, having a bachelor's that, you know, pertains to this job, it's kind of important. Well, mine's history, so. I know. How does that pertain? I don't know. Also, Cody's is history, so. Mm. Colby's is, was English. Well, I mean, that makes more sense in history. History doesn't make sense? What do you do with a history degree? Teach. No. What do you do to earn your history degree? You research and write lots of papers. You got a point. What do I do now? I basically research and write lots of papers. This is true. Okay, you got me. I did get you. Uh, 
So congratulations to you. Thank you. Very excited. Uh, what time do you graduate? So all the people can come watch you be called out as you walk across the stage. And we hope that they say your name right so I don't have to laugh and actually get to take I, photos. I really hope they say it right. Um, I Alex Allard. I, Alex. I've been called Allard more times than I've ever been called Alex. I was, I was Krieger at graduation, so. Well, hopefully it's not that bad. But no, I graduate at one. So it'll be me and all the other, you know, College of Arts if, and Letters. If and they all get the your name wrong, I will be laughing. It's okay. Uh, Are you going to be standing like, on the side of the stage taking pictures? Oh, yes. Like Can't wait. Oh, yes. That will be me. That will be I. That will be you. I cannot wait. No, I mean, honestly, excited to graduate. You know, it's been it's been a long four years. I'm going from a chemistry major and a education minor to switching to sports com after COVID. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm ready to be done with this, and then do the masters. What are you gonna do for your masters, Alex? I'm gonna do shoot. What is the name of it? Sports management dash administration. That non thesis track, Liberty University. <laughs> exactly that. Oh, it sounds you, so familiar. It does, doesn't it? It's just like you're following in my footsteps. I'm like, uh, I'm like Yoda. Stop. <laughs> I guess I'm more like Obi Wan Kenobi. Sorry. Because Cody's probably more of our Yoda situation. Yep. I don't know who Nathan. Nathan would be Mace Windu because he just shows up in the middle. Fair. And he's bald. So who'd I be? I mean, if I'm Obi Wan Kenobi and Cody is Yoda, you're Luke Skywalker. However, Mace Windu, Mace Windu does not fit into that timeline because he, you know, got killed by Luke's father. Right. But he is somebody that just shows up in the middle and is bald. Therefore, he fits the Nathan description. That's perfect. Let's keep it at that. We're going to mesh the timelines. Who cares? Yeah. Shall we look ahead to the week that is a coming? Yes, we should. We'll start out with the baseball team. They've got a three-game series against Murray State, 6 p.m. on Friday, 1 p.m. on Saturday, and 1 p.m. on Sunday right here at Raymond Seaham Park. Govs and the Racers, uh, it's a big one. It is a big one. Got a, I think, I think we're in the tournament. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've clinched that. I, I don't know if we've clinched it, but I'm pretty sure we are, we are pretty, pretty solid into the tournament. The question is, can you get some spots up on somebody against, against the Racers who started out the season pretty hot? They can swing the bats a little bit. Yeah. There's a uh, 6 p.m. midweek Tuesday at Raymond Sand Park against Western Kentucky as well. Oh, uh, don't quote me. These are your last four home baseball games. Yeah, I think you're right. Do quote me. You're quoted. I'm putting myself on the on the record. Quote. Last four home baseball games. Yeah, because Senior Day is this weekend. Duh. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? So you're going to want to come see that. That's Saturday. Senior Day Saturday at Ramsey Ham Park. A lot of seniors and recognizing some fifth-year guys that came back to play an extra year. So be here for all that. Support them. Cheer for them. And it's uh, your last chance. Come out, come out and support the guys. It's always a big one when it's uh, the good old team from Cal Lake County. Out to what's happening across the street from Ramsey Ham Park. So uh, softball is closing out their regular season against SIUE. Um, they have three games against the Cougars. Uh, 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. doubleheader on Saturday, followed by a 1 p.m. game on Sunday. Um, after this, it's the OBC tournament. Would that also be senior day? It will also be senior day. Um, and that is on Saturday. So I believe that will be Saturday after the 3 o'clock game, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. So, uh, and honestly, the series itself is pretty big, too. So you want to win at least two out of three in this one. And then you want Belmont to win two out of three against Southeast Missouri this weekend. And you can go from fifth place to fourth place in the OVC standings. So what does that get you? A bye or just beating the home team? I think it gets you a bye. If I'm not mistaken. I, it's been a minute since I've actually. Worst case looked. scenario, you're the home team. Exactly. I mean, that's, yeah. But, um, but yeah, come out celebrate the seniors. Um, celebrate, you know, the grannies, the fifth-year seniors. Um, is that what we call them? I know that's what they called them last year, so I think that's what they call it this year. Not 100% sure, but... The grannies. The grannies. All right. You know, like the old All right. Whatever. Uh, all right. To, dare I say, the most important event, event of the week. You dare say. I dare say. Uh, the women's golf, in, the NCA women's golf regionals at the Vanderbilt Legends Course in Franklin, Tennessee on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Vanderbilt's hosting the regional, but Wake Forest is number one seed. Alabama, Texas A&M, Duke, Oregon State, Vanderbilt, BYU, Kent State, UT, San Antonio, Augusta, and Boston University join the governors to make up the 14, no, 12-team field, excuse me, at the regionals in the Gov's first ever trip to the NCA Women's Golf Championship. I still can't believe you just called them UT San Antonio. I've always, I've never heard anybody say that. I didn't U want to say UTSA, UTSA but like I felt like I needed to clarify who it was. That's fair. Anyways, back to your point. 
Uh, first ever NCAA golf regional for the Gus. Excuse me, the f- top four teams from each regional will advance to the national championships May 20th or 25th at the Raptor Course at Greyhawk Golf Club in Scottsdale, Arizona. The top two individuals that are not on a team that qualifies will also advance to Greyhawk and will qualify for the national championship. There we go. Big weekend. I believe the Gus will tee off at 8.55 on Monday at hole number 10 at the Vanderbilt Legends course. Shotgun start that thing. A lot of teams got to do that. And uh, it's free to watch. Come out and support the Gus. Drive down the Franklin. Have a nice day. You're going to get to walk around. Mm -hmm. You're you're probably going to have to walk. Sorry, that's that's the one negative, I guess. But, you know, it's good exercise. And it should be. It's going to be a beautiful day. Exactly. You just come and get a walk in, you know, watch the Gus play some golf. You know what else is uh, right after that? Track and field. The OVC Track and Field Championship in Murray, Kentucky. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, bragging rights are on the line at the OVC Championship. They don't help you get the regionals unless you run a fast time. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's an automatic qualifier. So, bragging rights and a last chance to post that time to get you to regionals. So, it's a big weekend. Yeah. Let's go out and do it. you got to get the regionals. Yeah. That's how you get the nationals. Exactly. And that's how you win the national title. Which, is, which I think is very feasible. Yeah, I think we've got the whole thing locked up. Uh, Katie Etheridge, Riley Flange, Matthew Fitzpatrick for all your community service opportunities. Uh, let's give a round of applause to those three. They've been very busy with graduation finals and getting everyone done with class. So, uh, good job, guys. Hats off to them. Also, while all of you students are uh, done with classes and gone home for the summer, do some community service back in your hometowns. Uh, they can't really help you if you're not here. So, do your best. Be good at stuff. Go make an impact. Go make an impact. Alex. Yes. How should people follow us on the internet? So on Twitter and Instagram, follow us at Let's Go P. And then on Facebook at Austin P. Governors. And shout out to Eric, Robin, Carter, and everything that they've done here recently. Big shout out to Carter. She is also graduating. Should have mentioned she, that. Yeah. And, and if any of you are big Carter Henry fans, she's throwing out the first pitch at the 1 p.m. softball game on Saturday. So if you want to come watch Carter break out the alarm and sling one in there, I recommend you get out to Kathy Maynard Maynard Park. Absolutely. Let's go P.com for dates, news, stories, and information. Cody Bush, Nathan Palkowski, Alex Howard, Chris Austin, and myself. We've got all the information you need right there. Also, do you know what time it is, Alex? 401 on Thursday, May 5th. Nope, it's ticket time, and ticket guru Johnny Mitchell's got all the information you can use to get in the game. There's just two baseball weekends left and one soft. Well, there's only one home baseball weekend left, excuse me. There's one baseball weekend and one softball weekend left, so get those tickets right now. It's your last chance to support the Govs at home this year and I believe, any sport. Yes, so you <laughs> it should, really is. So you should do that. Uh, bigger news, new football season tickets are on sale now. Five home games. The first does a sun season. All season tickets. Renewals are done. It's all free. It's all free game now. Go get your tickets. If you want some tickets, you get in there and get them. If you still want to renew them, you call in there and you you hope they're still there. Yep. Let's go P.com backslash buy tickets or call the ticket office at 931-221-PAY. Uh, season ticket holder benefits for the upcoming season include memorabilia fashioned from the old turf at Fortero Stadium, the turf that the Govs won the 2019 OEC Championship on. Uh, you can also get uh, – Early access to the 2022 Fan Fest, and you get to come to the season ticket pickup party. Which sounds like a great time to me. It's going to be a blast. You know what's going to be even better? What's that? When we go to Bryant-Denny Stadium to play Alabama, well, if you have season tickets, you get the first opportunity to buy a ticket to that game to watch the Govs take on the Crimson Tide. You also receive priority access to Austin P and Nashville Predator events, and Austin P will announce additional benefits throughout the 2022-2023 seasons. It's a great time. It's a great time. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at letsgop.com backslash podcast. Give us a rating or review. Alex? Yes, Casey. What should they rate and review us? I would say rate us five stars and give us a really nice review. A glowing review, maybe? A glowing, absolutely amazing review. An amazing and glowing review. Want to suggest a guest or let us know of a local on-campus event we should shout out? Tell Alex congrats on graduating. Tweet us, I'm C underscore Craig19. He's Alex Allard underscore APSU. Shout to Jason McDonald. Shout to Bud Jenkins. Shout to all the graduates this week. I'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. I got one that I'll take to a honey hole where the bluegill always bite. And one
run, that's a shortcut to anywhere As long as you ain't short on time I've been down everyone in this county At least a couple thousand times They can get these four wheels from A to B Oh, but they can't take me where you take me You're the best thing since back